0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Thank you so much you guys for having me on today. Um normally I talk about appraisals or lead gen and Um, I want to talk today about business model and your financials. Um, Yesterday I was sitting there in my office and, you know, the first quarter is already gone and the second quarter is coming up. And I'm like, you know, where are we from our income and expenses? Where are we at financially and where is our, our ROI? And each one of us, we're all business owners. We're all business owners. And Like most agents, we are usually expressives or our personalities like we love to go out and sell. We want to go out and do lead generation. We want to go show homes, but we don't really stop to think about our finances. We don't want to think about, you know, how much money did I make? What did I spend? where am I spending my money on? So I wanted to share today a little bit about the finances, QuickBooks, and it's not an exciting topic, but it's an imperative topic. It's a topic that if we don't pay attention to, we can find ourselves literally bankrupt, right? And so in 2018, I was running a team, probably a 12, 14 agents going up and down, and we did amazing numbers. 240 sides, um, three over $3 million in GCI. But when I sat down and looked at the numbers and how profitable we actually were, I was quite surprised. I found out that I was spending so much money to uh, generate this business, generate these leads, that I really wasn't making much money. In fact, most of the money was from my production. And so whether you're an independent agent, whether you're an agent that has a small team, maybe of one or two agents, or you're large agents, a large team agents of 10 or more, um, you know, have you looked at your finances? So anyhow, first and foremost in your business model, are you a sole proprietor? Are you an LLC? Are you an S Corp? So you need to talk to your financial CPA or whoever does your taxes, and you need to decide what you want to be as far as your business model or as your business setup, I should say. There are some definitely advantages of being an S Corp. Definite advantages for taxes, for um, expenses, and there are also some disadvantages. Number one, you're going to have to file an additional tax return. Your state may charge you a uh, additional fee. So I think the state of California is about 800 bucks to be a uh, corporation. Plus, you have to pay my tax account and another tax return. So, it's something you want to look at. Number one, do you want to be an S Corp? Number two, do you wanna be a sole proprietor? Number three, do you wanna be an LLC? So check with your advisor in your state to figure out which one's gonna be best for you. Once you get to a certain level, especially if you have team agents, you might wanna consider you know, the S corp or the LLC to limit your liability. Okay, something happens with an agent, maybe you have a team agent that something happens and you wanna protect your personal assets as much as you can. Does that make sense? So I'm gonna share my screen. I don't want you to freak out when you see this because it's not as as complex as you think. This is my actual year to date. It's not perfect. I haven't gone through it step by step. But this is my actual P&L through QuickBooks. And you'll notice up here at the top that I have several divisions. And I want you just to Focus on the macro, not the micro. So you'll see that this is my appraisal division. I run an appraisal company. This is my real estate division. And then you'll see Don's revenue. And the reason I break this out, and I want you to think this. I I think of myself, and I it is true, I am a CEO of my corporation. Now, let me understand, if you're a CEO of a corporation, and you, you you get a check, a commission check for $10,000, right? Let's say you worked at Target and your sales for the day were $10 million. What are their sales were for the day? Do you think the CEO gets $10 million? No. They have to pay their people, they have to pay operations. They're a publicly traded company, right? What happened? Is that my screen just popped off? Hold on. Is that my screen? QuickBooks popped off. So no, the answer is no. I take a commission just like one of my agents does. I take a commission of 50%. So if I get a $10,000 gross check, $5,000 if it goes to me, and $5,000 goes to the company. I run it like a company. So when you look at this top part, you're going to notice this is my real estate income. I want you to focus on here. I've broken it down by my team members. I don't want to show all my team members. But I've broken it down, and you can see that our total team as a group for the first quarter generated $238,000 in gross income. Right. Then I have some other income. I had referral income, those are other agents that are bringing referral fees. We had some TC fee income where we charge for TC income. And then we had some small, I don't know, I have to figure it out, uncategorized income of $250. But I want you to notice our gross income as a group was $262,000. So if you're an independent agent, you might want to break it down, and I break it down simple by, it was it a listing income or was it a buyer income? So then I really know like for where our income is. For example, for myself, I generated buyer income only four grand, but my listing income was $195,000 for the first quarter. So you can see that majority of my income, my personal income is coming from listings. This is my total income here. And then I break it down and say, okay, out of that gross income, just like if I was building widgets, and I know this is not the most exciting stuff, what is my cost of goods sold? What did I have to pay out in commissions? And you can see that here's what I did. I've taken my commissions, right? So that that leaves me in what's called leftover, which is called my gross profit. So I've taken out referral fees. I've broken it down by agent. And now you can all see my screen, right? Is it, can you see my screen, Craig? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Now you can see that our gross profit was $160,000 for the real estate division for the first quarter. Now that sounds super sexy, right? $160,000. But at the end of the day, did I? how much did I spend to generate that income? So now I really want to start breaking it down. And, you know, where did we have our fees? How much did it cost me to put up our signs, brochures, you know, LoopNet for advertising commercial deals, MailChimp, Market Leader, which we cut, Neighborhood Connection, our magazine, our online leads, Facebook leads, Wailopo. I spent $19,000 on online leads. So now I know how much I'm spending on online leads, right? How much did I spend in payroll? mileage reimbursement, right? All these costs, right, that are coming out of my deal for insurance, dues, and subscriptions. And what's cool about QuickBooks is I can click on any one of these and find out what what that is. Conversion Monster, ClickFunnels, Freelancer, which is, you know, Smart Recruiter, Video, Call Action. I can see all this this ones I can tell is misclassified, should be in a Call Action, but I can fix that real fast. But now with any of these, any of these items, I can go in there and say, where am I spending my money? Right. Where's the money going to? And then I can look at bookkeeping fees, that's accounting, you know, all these different things Adobe, be appraisal software, which, you know, shouldn't be underneath that category. I we'll want to figure that out. Again, that's why I need to go over this. Super boxes, telephone, faxes, utilities, everything that I'm spending I can figure out are we profitable or not profitable for the quarter. Right. You can see my appraisal division. I don't make a lot of money on appraisals. It breaks even. I take a salary though. Right. So I take a salary as a paid employee. So I could go in there and say, okay, well, what did I, what are my expenses? Right. And then you can go in here and say, Don's paychecks, McKinsey's paycheck. They don't make a lot of money on appraisals. But what I'm trying to show you and reflect is that as business owners, if you set your accounting up, where you have your, your, your total income, your gross income, minus what you pay yourself, right? So, I'm again, here's the setup. I'm going to show it to you. Your, gro- your income that you take in, I've broken mine down by buyer-seller. So, <coughs> your total income minus what you pay yourself commissions sorry, let need some water, is your gross profit. And then your gross profit, you take out your expenses that you're going to categorize them so you can see where you're spending your money. And then what's your net profit? Does that make sense? <coughs> what questions do we have? Or how can I help you with your accounting and your finances? And, and what questions do you have? You how know? did you split it up in different columns like that? Like you have you have one you have one corporation, right? Yeah, so one corporation with multiple divisions. So how do you how do you create a division in QuickBooks? So when you go to QuickBooks, let me go back to share screen. Right here when you look at this let's say just go look at a transaction. In your chart of accounts here if I want to look at this this particular transaction You'll notice here. Let me see here. Gotta move my yeah, here. You'll see what here's here's what I first have to do. I have to set up set up in this far right hand side. Let's see if I'm sorry. I gotta. do this. You can see my class. I can categorize in my classes mm. the different appraisal division, Don's revenue, escrow division, property management division, real estate division. So when I go up and I set up my my chart of accounts, I can set up in there what's called classes. So that way it breaks it down by division. And then when I go into my chart of accounts, we'll show it to you. This is gonna be confusing for those who are not familiar with QuickBooks. Uh, let's see here. If you go to your chart of accounts. My chart of cha- accounts is a little bit crazy. You can see, I can set up whether it's a bank account right? So this is a bank account. And then I can set up asset classes. And then I can set up my income. And then I have all these chart of accounts.
1: So but it's the like, same
0: chart of account that you're, that you're reporting to, but you can break it out by division or by, by class. class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can uh, call the division by class. That's cool. So what happens like for appraiser fees, like let's say, let me just show you an expense one. You see how it's cost of goods solds? Mm -hmm. I have income, cost of goods solds, right? Credit card, fixed assets, bank accounts. I can set it up whatever I want. I'm sorry, I'm flipping you, probably going. So I can set up whatever I want to as part of that, whether it's an income, whether it's expense, or cost of goods solds. So my income is my gross, and then my cost of goods solds is what it costs me to to that money paid out and then what's left over is you know my gross profit and then I take out my expenses. So you can see I've got a lot. So let me just show you an expense. So like buyer's card, business gifts, right? I can see that that particular account is business gifts. It's under advertising, under business, right? And then I can put on what chart of account I under what chart of account I want it. That's that's the division. Does that make sense? Yeah. Any other and that that part again, if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper and you just remember it's my gross or the, the income coming in. I broke it down by whether it's a listing, a buyer a seller income, right? Then I had then I deducted my cost of goods sold. So that's the commission I paid out, referral fees, or whatever. What's left over is my gross profit. Take out my expenses, and then it, it looks at my net profit. Everybody's so excited about this conversation. Hey Don, I'm trying to figure out how I can add a class because mine's not like that. I don't think. Hey Don, so you can break it out. If you need some help, I can. If you're who does your bookkeeping, your accountant, they should be able to do it. My beautiful wife. So I'll get a call and I'll show how to do it by classes. All right. If you want to call me directly, on then I'll show you how to do it. Cool. Okay. So you should. What my, my point and my goal, and and to love on you, is to look at your finances as a. You're coming up to six months. How much income we be produced? How much are you spending on generating that income, and what's your net profit? And where are you going? And are you getting a return on your investment? So one of the things that that I've been working on with Augie, Augie's on this call too, is about how to get vendors or how to get people that you support to help support your business. How can you get your marketing costs to zero? When I get a new, if I'm going to do something new in marketing, my first question is who's paying half of it or who's paying all of it? Right. So I want you to start thinking financially about hey, I need to generate leads or I need to generate uh, uh, exposure to my farm. If you're going to do farming, how can you get someone to help you pay for that? Co marketing. Co marketing. Right. And so all of you should, you know, be looking at your lead sources and figuring out who's going to help pay for that lead source. So, questions, comments. How can I help you? How can we make our PRL P and L top line look like yours? Is that what's a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you have to, um, you know, determine your lead sources. You should have four minimum, and you know, look at how you're going to reverse engineer it. We all know it's a forty to one conversations so 40 conversations to every transaction on average so if you want to do you know if you want to do 30 transactions this year you say why i do 40 conversations 30 transactions that's 1200 conversations if you're going to work 10 months out of the year right should know your numbers how many average days are there in a year you can call it 22 right so that's you know 220 and just do the math. So 220, so if you wanna do 40 times 30 divided by 220 is you have to have six conversations a day about real estate. For the next question you're gonna say, well, great. Where are those six conversations going to come from? And you've gotta design four sources of business. One should be your sphere of influence. Augie and I talked about this today, sometimes smaller is better than going bigger. Right? If you know that your database is going to have a 10% conversion ratio of your sphere of influence, right? And you're going to have three to 400 people in your database. So math is simple. 300 times 10% is what? Anyone? Tamara? Tamara, you know, as I pronounce it right? Want to answer that one, Evelyn, anybody? 10%, right? 10% of 330 people. So there should be 30 transactions coming from your database. Now, if you're going to do Facebook marketing, it's a 1% or 2%. How many leads you're going to generate to get one transaction? If you're going to do a farm. Farming is probably about 3 to 5% return. If you're going to do online leads. Zill, ZRT, it's about three to 5%. So reverse engineer your conversations to the number of transactions that you want for the year and then build on that and you'll build your, and then the answer to the question, that's how you build your top line. I saw a question in the chat. Do you recommend that your accountant, hold on one second, let me get to the chat part. Do you recommend having an accountant help you set up your QuickBooks? Um yes i do yeah i I, absolutely i do um because at the end of the quarter to the end of the year they're going to be looking at that and they need to understand whether you're you know your numbers so you know if you have an accountant or cpa again it's about your chart of accounts but explain to them they may think you're crazy like me why do you have so many chart of accounts drives my accountant up why do you have cost of goods sold when you don't manufacture Right, They asked me those questions. Why do you want to do it? Don't you want to know your net profit? I said, no. I want to know how much I actually, for my team and I, how much we actually generate and how much left over for expenses to cover. And then after that, I want to know, where's my money going? Okay, and then Evelyn asked, why did you choose each quarter to of each month? The answer, overwhelmed, too busy, should be done every month, got super busy first quarter, kept putting it on the calendar calendar kept getting pushed aside on accounting because it was not fun to do. And it doesn't, it's not like, Hey, I'm going to go get a new listing or Hey, I gotta go talk to a client or Hey, I'm going to go run an appraisal make money. It's more like, Hey, let's sit down and spend three hours in the books. So it gets pushed aside to the point where it's like, okay, uh, you know, where are we at this year? And you're like, Oh my God, how much am I spending each month? I thought it was around 20 or 25,000 a month. I'm like, oh my God, I'm spending 25 grand a month. I'm freaking out. I'm stressed out. And I sat down, I looked, I'm like, oh, I'm at 17,800 bucks a month in expenses between salaries, rent, overhead, copiers, all that stuff. I'm like, well, it's a little higher than I'd like, but it's manageable. So now like my stress level went way down because I know where I'm at. That makes sense? It helps, I'm telling you your stress level, your focus, Will be better if you know your finances. Because you know you're not operating from a and I tried to tell my staff this. Imagine flying a plane, Anita. Is Anita Monk? Imagine flying a plane, Anita, and you don't know your altitude. You don't know how fast you're going. And worse, you don't even know where you're going to. That's my life. You just you you nailed it. Did I? I don't know. I don't know. Did I? Well, maybe it was like, you know, some like you know, higher spirit going, oh, talk to Anita about her finances. I don't know. But what I'm saying to you is if you know your if you set up your finances and you take control of your finances and your goals and you run it like a business and treat it like a business, now you know you're on track. You know what? All of us are gonna fly a plane. Do you think a plane goes straight to its destination? Or do you think the the autopilot like corrects itself? It makes a little bit this way, corrects back that way. You know, hey, the wind's blowing a little this way hard. It's got to adjust. You know, we got to look at our fuel. You know, we gotta you know how much weight do we have on board? You know, because we got you gotta you know how many people? You gotta look how much weight you have in the cargo. You need to know all those numbers that pilot takes off. Needs to know how many people are on board. What's my weight? Do I have enough gas? Where am I flying to? Am I on track? Am I off track? Yet yeah, as agents, we run our businesses and we don't know our altitude. We don't know how much gas we have in the tank. We don't know where we're going. We're just out there just, oh, let's fly around. Maybe I'm going to the right place. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm going to the right destination. Maybe I'll be successful. Maybe I'll be profitable. I don't know. I'm just out here flying around oh shit, I crashed. Right? And so what I'm trying to do is love on you guys and bring, you know, hey, let's take control of our, our lives. Let's focus on our business plan. Let's We, we got to look at our business model. Who am I going to be? All of us, I'm going to tell you, it looks, everyone, it looks so sexy. I got this, you know, these agents and I've been there. I got this big team, 20, and I'm doing all these transactions. We're doing 400 transactions a year. And no, nah, no, nah, nah, it looks really sexy. Right? But number one, it takes a lot of work, a lot of leadership, a lot of time, and it takes a lot of money to get there. And I'll tell you, I bet you f- over 50% of these teams are not profitable without their Rainmaker. Our company would not be profitable without me. Period. I don't think Craig's team would be profitable without him. There's very, very few teams out there that have reached that level where the team leader's out of production and they're profitable. Very few. But I'll be honest with you, do you wanna be a I I got in this business to help people. I got I love going on listing appointments. I love working with clients. I don't know if I just want to sit there behind the scenes and just run the business and then I, I don't know if that's me. I like helping my agents, I like training them, I help watching them grow, but I don't know if I just want to sit there and run that. I don't know if that's really what I enjoy and got into doing. So it's okay. To be a solo agent with good systems and processes, and and maybe a, a contract TC, maybe a, a you know virtual assistant, you got to leverage to grow. It's okay to be a three piece person team. It's okay to be a team of six or ten, and it's okay to be a mega team of hundred agents or more. It's okay if you're profitable and you have a plan, because. You can go out there and do $3 million worth of revenue and not be profitable because you're spending $80,000 a month on lead gen and systems and processes. And just do the math. $3 million in, right? If your team goes out and you have a team at a 50% or more split, 1.51 out, right? right? And then you spent a million dollars to generate that income. But when I looked at how much revenue that I brought in, I said, well, wait a minute. Out of that money revenue, I brought in 700000 in revenue. What happened to the other $200,000? You know what happened to it? Anyone want to take an easy math? Yeah, I was going out of my pocket to support the team. I was paying for the team to make money. Look sexy. Hey, look at my numbers. But when I really looked at the numbers, I wasn't making money. I would make more money as a smaller team and less stress and more happiness. Guys, right, 828. We got two minutes. Any quick questions? nothing i know it's not like hey it's fun to talk like when i talk about appraisals everyone has questions and everyone's like super excited but this is a this is a um, this is a, a a topic that if you don't pay attention don't set it up you can find yourself like going oh crap i'm crashing so we need to know how much when before we we fly we want to know where we're going how much gas do I need? That's how much money you have in reserves. You know how how what's my speed am I flying at? How much money is going spending? Am I on track or off track? And am I wasting money on, on shiny objects and running around spending all this money on shiny objects and money's going out the door? You're not getting a return on your investment. How often do you check that, Don? I should check out on a monthly basis but definitely on a quarterly definitely on a quarterly basis yeah definitely a quarterly basis I want to know like hey and we sit down usually as a team and we say hey is this is this worth it? are we spending money on this are we getting results or should we be putting our money somewhere else right now buyers are tough do I really want to go spend a whole bunch of money on buyer leads or should we focus more of our time and attention and dollars on listing leads? I mean, that's pretty obvious right now. You know, it's much better if we spend money on them to get listings. But what? how long is the average time frame for a seller to make a decision? When do they start peeking around? About six to 12 months. So you got, when you start spending money, you know, you got to figure, you know, on, on, on listings, on farm pieces or any type of seller lead generation, they're usually a, a six to 12 months. Out. So you're sitting there spending money, spending money, spending money, you're not getting results, and all of a sudden it, it starts to develop. But again, our database is our number one source: 10% return. Yeah, everyone's go, oh, Facebook, Facebook. Oh, let me get all these Facebook leads. Great. 1%. I'm not saying don't get Facebook leads. That's a source. But we ignore our best source that has a 10% return to go after a 1% return, because why? Oh, well, let me just set up this Facebook account. It's gonna be easy, I get these leads and we all think it's gonna be like, you know, this answer to all of our, you know, goals and wants. All right, any other questions? It's 8.30. Okay, I wanna thank you for your time. I hope this brought some value to you today. Um, I appreciate everyone that puts on this call. It's, uh, uh, you know, it helps all of us, whether it's for lead generation, mindset, finances, appraisals. And I just want to thank you for your time. Thanks, Don. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks, Don. It's great. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have an amazing day, guys.